Hello everyone. I am so excited to be recording today's podcast. It is about the chemical ditch and 10 things that I have ditched or swapped over the last couple of years to lower the toxic load within the house, not only for my own health, but for my family's health and the impact that it is actually having on the environment and our current um, current uh, world. So I guess I want to pose a question to you. Have you ever stopped to think about the chemicals that are in your home? What is in your skincare products um, that you apply to your skin every night? What are the ingredients in your toothpaste? And what happens internally when we apply sunscreen? So, you know, back in the day, products were made so simple. Um, but over time, we have seen more and more ingredients being added into our products, which is really scary. Um, and I really do believe that there is a an increased incidence of global sickness and the artificial additives in almost everything we consume and apply um, and use within our house. And there is power in knowledge. So today I really want to share with you um, 10 big swaps or ditches that I've made over the last 10 years. Uh, but before we delve in, we never, like I want to acknowledge that we never really stop and think about what is actually in our products and how it might be affecting us. Like it's something that we can just go about our day um, and not even really think deeply about. And after reading a lot of the labels um, on the products in my home, I was actually really shocked at the huge list and really became wary of the health consequences. And I already have, you know, the foundations of good health. So going down this low-tox track, this low-tox journey, was an extension of wellness, not only for myself, like I said before, but for my family as well. And ditching and switching personal care products and household cleaning products um, has really been a game changer for my health. So um, those who know me well, I am an asthmatic. I was diagnosed when I was two years old and I have been hospitalized numerous times. Um, I used to take a preventative inhaler morning and night and would use my reliever um, whenever I had an asthma attack, which would be almost daily. So very chronic asthma. Um, and I was a very active kid who played a lot of sports. So it was very frustrating to be held back by asthma. And at a very young age, I was taught to, you know, uh, never leave the house without my inhaler. So I took it everywhere. But look, to be honest, sometimes I forgot and mum had one with her. Um, but since overhauling my household, I now take my preventative once every two to three weeks and my reliever hardly ever. And I think that that is just insane. I really do think it's insane. After 30 two years, sorry, 33 years um, of being an asthmatic, who knew that the products that I use day in and day out on my body and within my home had such an impact on my respiratory system. It just blows my mind that I have literally managed a chronic condition to the point of suffering minimal to no symptoms and therefore requiring minimal to no medication. I, that seriously blows my mind. Okay, so these things are some things that I have implemented within my home, but I want to acknowledge a situation you might find yourself in. Um, so you might find you, because if you are kind of delving into this area, you would also be aware of the war on plastic at the moment. So, you know, you've got that in the back of your mind. Okay, well, I want to overhaul my house, but I don't want to be wasteful and throw all these things out. Um, so you are in a bit of a predicament. You yeah, you might find yourself in a bit of predicament in that you're wanting to throw everything out because you know the ingredients and you know that they're harmful um, and the effects that they have, but you also don't want to be wasteful and contribute to the world's waste crisis. So I just want to acknowledge that it is a personal choice. Um, you know, you can completely throw out everything and start from scratch um, or you can use up what you have left and then replace um, when you're finished. 
see, I did, I did a combination of both. So for the products I was really unhappy with um, and knew that there were respiratory irritants in there, I would throw them away straight away. Whereas other products I used until they were gone and then I purchased uh, low-tox alternatives or I would make my own. And I just want you to remember as well that this isn't a race. Like start with what strikes you as most urgent, celebrate the small wins and get the family involved. All right, so let's jump straight in. The first thing like that stood out because it literally gave me an asthma attack every time I'd done it, but perfume. So that's the first thing I ditched. Perfume contains known uh, hormone disruptors called uh, phthalates, which are plasticizer compounds. So they make fragrances last longer basically. And the thing about perfumes is that under the consumer goods or the cosmetic uh, information standard in 2020, Companies are required to list fragrance as an ingredient, but it is not required to list all the ingredients under the title of fragrance. So this means that manufacturers can have a field day and put in whatever they want basically under that one title of fragrance. So there can be things such as alcohol, coals, tars, and petrochemicals. And in Australia, we have the national um, national industry, what is it? National Industrial Chemical Notification and Assessment Scheme. Um, and they will only intervene if there has been an adverse reaction from a chemical in a product and even the responsibility is put back to the manufacturer to follow through with the testing and removal of that chemical. So we're putting our trust um, in these companies that they're doing the right thing and a lot of them are not. So now when I smell perfume, even if it's like someone passing by, it actually causes me an asthma attack or a headache at least. So by going down the low-tox path, I've really tuned into how my body responds to what I eat, uh, what I put on my skin, what I inhale, and that has really increased my self-awareness. And it really is a journey about increasing our self-awareness. Um, so when it comes to smelling pretty, I opt for essential oils. I'm a big essential oil fan. I'm a doTERRA wellness advocate. Um, so there's a whole, um, you know, a whole area that I could delve into with essential oils. I, I rate them. They are amazing. So the next thing I delved into was beauty products. So our endocrine, uh, endocrine system is comprised of several glands that produce hormones that regulate um, reproduction, sleep, tissue function, uh, growth and development, as well as metabolism and uh, mood. And when our body absorbs chemicals like phthalates and parabens um, and triclosan and uh, PEGs and sodium lauryl sulfate, they bind to our hormone receptors, stopping our natural hormones from binding. So they can even mimic or partially mimic our hormones, which is not good. That's when, you know, shit gets thrown out of whack and we can start to experience symptoms um, and ill health. So endocrine disruptors have major impacts on our health. And some of the things um, that can happen is dermatitis, psoriasis, hives, right through to lowered sperm counts, endometriosis, asthma, uh, reproductive changes and metabolic dysfunction. So it can literally wreak havoc on our body. And think about, you know, all these things that I'm going to go through, we, we can use them multiple times a day. So they're having a, a, a layering effect as we go about our day. So I now use a low-tox face scrub, a homemade uh, toner-like mist, um, as well as a moisturizer. And when it comes to like body moisturizer, I make my own with a base of either apricot oil or fractionated uh, coconut oil, um, and I fuse them with essential oils. Um, but if I'm wanting a heavier moisturizer for my body, I'll add chia butter, beeswax, or like just normal coconut oil. And it's that simple. It really is. Um, go on to the days when you need a million different beauty products. Like I literally open the jar of coconut oil and lather that on my skin. Um, really, really simple. Always organic as well with that one. 
Another thing that I uh, ditched or switched was insect repellent and sunscreen. So OMC, which is found in most sunscreens and insect repellents, generates damaging free radical um, radicals in our skin cells and a heap of other chemicals are known hormone disruptor, uh, disruptors. There's this one called uh, Padamate O, which produces free radicals that can cause breaks in DNA. Now that shit's getting serious. There are plenty of natural sunscreens out there um, that are zinc-based, and I will never, ever go back to using conventional sunscreen, especially on the kids. Um, and just as a side note here, I mentioned um, that I would be providing my own insect repellent and sunscreen to the daycare. And, yeah, I was that mum, um, as well as natural Band-Aids. Um, they made me go to the chemist and put a label on everything, like a prescription label. And I'm like, so you can you, you can literally walk in their door and pump whatever, you know, sunscreen that they have. Um, but you have to, you know, jump through so many hoops to get yours for allow them to apply that on their, their uh, our children's skin. So I thought that was funny. I stirred things up there. <laughs> um, so that's an, a really easy switch. Like, yes, they are more expensive, um, but you pay for what you get. You know, you know, you, all those cheap ones uh, are filled with shit, basically. Uh, hand soap and body wash. So we wash ourselves every day. We wash our hand numerous times a day, especially now uh, during this whole COVID nonsense. Um, but many soaps um, contain lots of different chemicals, um, trichloscans, one of them, which are known to cause asthma, um, eye and skin irritations, as well as nervous system issues. So think of how many times you wash your hands a day and it's a really easy swap, like Castile soap that you can buy from um, the bulk um, health places. I use Sucan. There's another hand wash. I can't even think of it right now. Um, I yeah make my own from doTERRA's um, On Guard with Castile soap. Um, add a little bit of fractionated coconut oil for moisture and a few antibacterial essential oils like tea tree, clove, and there you have it. There's your hand wash. Um, it really doesn't take take long to make. Another switch uh, that I've made is laundry detergent and dishwashing liquid. So, you know, we have our clothes touching our skin pretty much 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So what we're washing our clothes in is really, really important. I've made my own laundry detergent using soap berries. That was a process. <laughs> um, I've also purchased low-tox alternatives. So again, from the bulk health food places, I'll go and refill um, containers and things like that. Eco store, I'm fairly happy with. I just want to note as well that, you know, there is a continuum here. Like you can be down one end where you've got all these brands with all the nasties in them, and then you can go right to the other end and make your own out of soap berries. Or you can be happy with a brand that you purchase. But you just want to make sure that you know, there's this thing out there called greenwashing and it's where, you know, uh, brands will make claims or look the part or say that they're organic, but really they're not. So you really have to do your research um, when coming to, uh, when buying certain brands. Um, as for dishwasher soap, I use a combination of washing soda, baking soda, salt and essential oils. Um, but other times I do purchase a low-tox um, dishwashing liquid, again, from the, the bulk health food shop um, or eco stores, another great one as well. So this one, deodorant, chemicals such as aluminium, uh, TEA, DAA, as well as um, certain colours, um, which are, by the way, like coal, they can be coal, coal tar derivatives and known to be carcinogenic, are basically a stride, uh, applied <laughs> straight to our lymph nodes under our armpits. No, thank you. I'm a personal trainer. I have been a personal trainer for 10 years. I am a very sweaty person, um, but I sometimes will go days without using uh, deodorant. Um, I have a low-tox one that I use from doTERRA. I also have one of those crystal sticks. Um, and I've uh, sourced a few other brands that I'm quite happy with as well. 
Um, but I was quite worried to make this swap. And yes, there is a little bit of a period where your body can go through a bit of a detox. Um, but I've used natural deodorant now for years and I will never go back. It, it can be done. It can be done. <laughs> All right, let's talk about um, hair and nail color. So chemicals straight into the scalp, so close to the brain. Um, I stopped getting my hair bleach a while back and I've been um, color free for a year and a half up until recently. So I did get some natural streaks, uh, but never again will I apply bleach straight to the scalp. Um, I purchase low top shampoo and conditioner and only use hairspray if I'm going out and wearing my hair up. Otherwise, it's natural and curly. Um, as for my nails, I do have my nails done now, but it's very, very few and far in between. Um, you know, I'm, I'm mostly natural when it comes to my nails and I have a few low-tox nail polishes that I use. Um, you know, but when you when you walk into those places and you smell them, it's enough to turn, turn you off um, because the air is just toxic. All right, moving on. I'm getting closer to the end. <laughs> so toothpaste and mouthwash. Again, another product that is used regularly. So swapping this would be really high on my list. Um, it was one of the first things that I that I ditched along with perfume. So there are a number of um, natural toothpastes out there that have natural ingredients like peppermint and cinnamon and clove. But because natural toothpastes don't contain sodium lauryl sulfate, they don't foam. So it can take you a while to get used to. Um, you know, if you're used to Colgate, you know, you get that, that frothy, foamy thing. Um, you don't normally get that with natural toothpastes. And uh, the flavors can be different as well. But you can also use activated charcoal for whitening instead of the, the nasty toothpaste with the whitening stuff in it. You can get silk floss as well because uh, there have been um, studies that show that Teflon is in um, some of the conventional um, flosses. And I have used a bamboo toothbrush for years. And I, you know, when I'm ready for a new one, I just pop the old one into the compost bin. So, um, yeah, bamboo toothbrushes all the way. The whole family has them now. Even converted Reese, he wasn't happy at the start, but he has one now. All right, moving on to water. So something, again, that we um, – that we consume a lot of, hopefully. Um, but studies have shown bacteria, um, chlorine, chloramine, uh, asbestos, copper, mercury, pesticide residue in tap water, which is really, really scary. So the cheapest way is to filter your water and get a filter jug. You can also have like bench top systems, under the bench systems, whole house systems, um, you know, shower filter options because, again, skin is our biggest organ. Uh, we're hooked up to tank water here. So um, that's another option as well, but we get ours straight from Mother Nature. Um, and just a side note on plastic water bottles. So, you know, if you really think about it, hot warehouses and pallets awaiting delivery in the sun can really accelerate plastic leaching. And there's a cost to the planet as well. So just so you know, it takes three to seven litres of water plus one litre of oil to produce one litre of bottled water. Mine blown. Invest in a reusable water bottle as well while I'm talking about water. Um, but yeah, that's another biggie. So lastly, cleaning products. So the issue with cleaning products is not only do they pollute our bodies and our waterways, but they can severely compromise our indoor air quality. So natural ingredients such as vinegar, bicarb soda and essential oils. That's seriously all I use. Um, you know, tea tree is a big one in my house and one I need to get a little bit more serious. I add um, bicarb soda. Um, I mop the floors with vinegar and um, essential oils for windows. I add a little bit of castile soap to my multi-purpose cleaner. Um, but seriously, gone are the days where you need to have a whole cleaning cupboard filled with a million products. Um, so while I'm on that, with regards to air quality, 
reducing dust and mold will enhance your home environment as well and therefore your well-being. Um, leaving shoes at the door will minimise the amount of foreign material entering the house, such as dirt, bacteria and viruses. Um, all you need to do is think about where your shoes have been and that's something that you can easily incorporate um, in the rules of your house. Um, optimizing, uh, opting for like wood flooring as well minimises the amount of trap dust and it's easier to keep clean. So we have floorboards throughout our house except for the bedrooms. Um, cleaning your house regularly and washing your bed linen weekly uh, will ensure minimal mold and dust as well. Um, but depending on where you live, trying to keep the um, keeping the humidity low where possible will also reduce mold buildup. Um, and dusting with a damp bamboo microfiber cloth with essential oils traps dust particles instead of dusting. Um, and lastly, become a crazy plant lady like me. Uh, plants produce negative ions, which bind to chemicals, dusts, and are potentially hazardous materials. So, um, you know, just sitting in this office now, I only I have three plants just down here. Like upstairs, it's it's a forest. Um, but another way to enhance air quality within the home is ditching candles and other synthetic fragrance sprays. So wax-type candles often contain paraffin, which is made from petroleum, uh, soy, which can be genetically modified, which is not great for the environment, or palm oil, which is just which is a deforestation disaster. Um, cheap candles can also have lead in the wicks. So plain bee wax candles are the best way forward if you love the flame of a candle. But for fragrance options, diffusing essential oils from companies with strong sustainability practices and transparency is, is the way to go. All right, so I just wanted to finish up with remember that this is your journey and you decide how it looks um, and what your non-negotiables are. Like you might want to get your nails done, but you draw the line at self-care products. You might become a complete DIY queen or you might go a bit hippie like me and simplify almost everything. But a really great quote to wrap this up is by Alex Stewart, with uh, who is the author of The Lotox Life. Um, she said, this is a journey of awakening and curiosity for better choices for ourselves and the planet. The way we choose to live our conscious life uh, with the knowledge we acquire is entirely up to us. So if you liked this episode, show me some love, share it around and drop in the comments or um, tag me on social media and let me know what your biggest takeaway with this was. It is a little bit of a rabbit's uh, warren when you kind of delve into the low tox life. Um, but until next time, guys, see you then.